Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. I hear a lot of talk about old-time great fighters. I hear people say that Joe Lewis, Jack Dempsey, Jack Johnson, Jim Jeffries, and all of them would have annihilated the likes of myself, Muhammad Ali. After watching these films, watching their opponents, watching their styles, watching how they fought, watching the footwork and their speed, it may come as a shock to you, but I say that I would have beat every heavyweight that ever lived before me. Joe's gonna come out smoking, and I ain't gonna be joking. I'll be pecking and a-poking, pouring water on his smoking. Then this might shock and amaze you, but I will destroy Joe Frazier. And I'm knocking out all bones. And if you get too small, I'll knock you out. Cameraman, everybody follows me, I'm so great. He will go in eight to prove that I am great. And if he wanna go to heaven, I'll get him in seven. He'll be in the worst of fix if I cut it to six. And if he keeps talking jive, I'll cut it to five. I'm the king of the world. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Hold it, hold it. Hold it. you're not that great. I'm a bad man. I don't want Texas, right here on Blog Talk Radio. I am your host, Greg the Truth, the host of the show is the Black Belt, Mr. Fayaz. I want to thank everybody for tuning in, for downloading or listening live, however you may have chosen to check the show out. We certainly appreciate it. We want to invite you to check us out on Twitter, at MajorityMMA, and like us on Facebook, The Majority Decision. And please don't forget to subscribe to the show uh, via iTunes iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, all of those things. We're on all of them, so be sure and check us out. And if you like the show, tell somebody about about it. Help us spread the word. We definitely appreciate that. Fayals, we're two weeks. Two, most parents now are two weeks into the kids back in school. Yeah. Um, have we made it? <laughs> have the kids we made have, it? We have made it. The schedules are set. The structure is in, and it just it is what it is. I guess they really don't have a choice, do they? Unless you homeschool your kids, but then you know, I and I know some people who do, but uh, I, we don't. So it's uh, it's a it's a different that's a different type of world altogether. Yeah, absolutely. No, we don't. And I and I drop uh, both our kids off uh, in the morning, so I'm up bright and early working with those dudes to get them out of here and get them to school on time. But, 
Yeah, props to all the parents out there taking care of their kids and getting them back in school, transitioning from the summer to the school time. For some parents, is a relief, and for some parents, I think it's a headache. Yeah, 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 but I, you know, but all the ones who think it's a headache, I was telling them, well, homeschool, but then they're like, well, I don't want to do that either. Okay, well, your kids got to go to school, so I guess you kind of, I guess you kind of, you know, it's uh, you got to wake them up, you got to drop them off, right? Or make them get yeah, up themselves well, and uh, just do everything they're supposed to do by themselves, you know? Yeah, yeah, you know, we considered homeschooling. Uh, a couple of different times, but um, you know what? I, I went to public school. My wife went to public school, and uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with homeschool, certainly. But um, no, not at all. Not at all. Uh, I think uh, I think public school does uh, kids does kids a good justice. You know, um, I made it through alive. You made it through alive, and uh, our kids can make it through alive. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's funny. My kids always complain, man, I don't want to go to school. And I was like, well, don't go then. And they're like, well, what am I going to do? I'm like, I don't know. You, maybe you should just go to school then, right? <laughs> they, don't, they, don't, they, don't, they don't really have a choice, right? That's not well, what I meant. The what they always say, that's not what I meant, you know? And I'm like, well, right. what did right, you mean, right? right? I, don't, I don't know what you meant, right? I just give them grief. Well, they, yeah, they they mean like what what we mean when we say we don't want to go to work. I don't want to go to work, right. but got to do it anyway. Doesn't really right. matter. What else is there? Right. Yeah. What else would I do? Before we get into the card that's coming up this weekend, let's run over a few uh, mixed martial arts news and notes here in the world. Um, so Big John McCarthy comes out and he uh, makes a yeah, he's got an article here that uh, was written on MMA Junkie. Guess what I interviewed and we talked about bringing in some new weight classes. You know, this is something that I think um, has been tossed around back and forth for several years now. But I think uh, you know it's an interesting concept when you start talking about that. You know, 185, 205 to heavyweight. You know, what, right. would, would a 195-pound class work? Would a 215-pound class work? Because the heavyweight division specifically, when you think about it, I mean, if you got a guy who's a heavyweight and he's two, let's say he's 220, getting in there with Brock or someone like that who's 265, man, that's a large dis- discrepancy. And kind of the point that he made was, well, you know, you wouldn't want a 135-pound guy fighting a 185-pound guy. Uh, so why would you want a 215-pound guy fighting a 260-pound guy? Um, right. I, I thought he made some good points. What do you think about that? You know, um, Tim, I would think that most of your 220, 230-pound guys are cutting 205 anyway. Yeah. Right. And then... You know, in boxing, they do have they do have a middle ground between uh, middleweight and light heavyweight. It's called cruiserweight. It's right or, it's somewhere in the one nineties. So I guess if I guess if you were gonna go and put a cruiserweight in there, right? 
then you would have to you'd have to bump light heavyweight to 215, 220, and then just make you know heavyweight 240, 250 and above, or you know, or whatever it is, because you know some of those guys are really big. So if you were going to add that extra weight class, you know, between you know, because you got a guy, you got a lot of guys who float, and then you got you get a lot of guys as they get older get lost between weight classes. So you you'd have to uh, you'd have to put it in there somewhere. But you know, going down to the lighter weights, man, you got a lot of you know you see it in the women all the time, right? You see women that were fighting 105 in other organizations, and they have to fight up at 115. You know, when they come to the UFC or whatever it may be. So it's the fine line. I mean, if there's enough, add the weight divisions, right? If there's enough guys that will do it, add the weight divisions. Then you got to bump light heavyweight up a few notches. So you know what I mean? Yeah, I like the idea of bumping the light heavyweight up more as opposed to adding something in between light heavy and having the, you know, 190, 195 versus adding something in between heavyweight and light heavyweight. Um, but I guess if you when did you start one, talking about adding you, those. Yeah, if you, I, I think, you know, if you do, you know, because 185 is middleweight, right? So if you do, I mean, I don't, I don't even know where you'd put, I don't even know where you'd put the cap at. I guess you'd have to cap it every 10 pounds. I, 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 you know, you, you add another weight division, you'd have to make it somewhere between 200 and 250, you know. You would would be like a cruiserweight, and then you'd go light heavyweight. Would be you know you'd bump light heavyweight. You'd have to bump. You added the extra division. You'd have to bump light heavyweight, which might help a lot of guys, you know, because if you look at the heavyweights, they're either really big, or they're they're big but not as big as the other guys. Yeah, yeah, I agree, and I I, I actually like that idea a lot. But then again, you know, then the question is, like you said, well, is there enough guys that are willing to do that? And I think in that range, there probably is. Uh, but then, the, then another question in my mind is, well, what point is there too many weight classes? Is there boxing has a weight class that seems like every three to six pounds? It does. And uh, it, it that that's too much to me. Of course, you know, a hardcore boxing fan would probably not think that, but, you know, I, I don't want there you, to be 20 weight classes. Well, well I, I don't want there to be 20 weight classes either, you know, but uh, I think I'm, I, I'm thinking eventually, you know, you got all these guys, that, you know, with all the new rules and everything coming about, eventually you're going to get guys who fight closer to their weight anyway. But if you if you don't want to add another weight class to, you know, those divisions where you're at, then eventually you might have to add a super heavyweight division. Because at what point, what point is too much, too much? You got a guy like Kane Velasquez, and he's fighting guys that are, you know, 315 pounds. He's weighing in at 260. I mean, he's giving up a lot of weight, right? But then – that's too much weight for him to drive down to 205. Could he do it? I mean, he could do it, but, you know, what's he going to do, chop off a leg? So, I mean, you know, with the, with the lighter weight guys, you got 35 to 25, right? Then what do you got under 25? You don't have anything. 
if there's guys who fight 25, that should probably be, you know, 105 pounders, 115 pounders, but they just, they don't have the division. So it's, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of strange when it gets into the, really the bigger weights. I mean, the smaller weights you can still do okay without as it grows, but right. And eventually I think I'll go super heavyweight. Yeah, and then breaking something up in the heavyweight division, you know, I, the, the gap is really wide there. So it would make sense for me to see them change it up. Um, yeah. Uh, other interesting news that came across the wire this week, uh, Joe Silva, longtime matchmaker for the UFC, is going to be stepping down. Yeah. Not going to be staying the on the with the company yet. I think that's a huge loss for the UFC. Um, I, I don't, unless this guy just is uh, ready to call it a career or cash his money out or whatever, um, man, I think, uh, I think I think this is a mistake for the UFC to let this guy go. Yeah. I. You know what? I think that Joe Silva did actually uh, make a little bit of money off the UFC sale because he's been around for a long time. So I think he did make a little bit of money there. So I think he's maybe happy just getting out, right? Um, you know, Joe Rogan barely just signed a new contract with the UFC. And I don't know if anybody notices, but Joe Rogan no longer travels international. He only does he only does fights in the U.S. now. I say that he yeah, may do Canada, that. but I, I don't think I've seen one in Canada yet. We did, they did Vancouver, yeah. and he wasn't there. So who knows? It would maybe you know he, he may you know if GSP comes back in Toronto. You might you might see him ask for that one, but if you notice, I don't know if people notice that he's not doing international anymore. So people are starting to you know since they've been around a while. People are kind of starting to taper down a little bit. I don't mind that change. I actually liked uh, Brian Stan uh, on the at Teller at the last one. Um, you know, even though it wasn't a big event, it was it was him and Mike Goldberg. Um, I, I like the idea of them changing that up a little bit. The sound, yeah, of, absolutely, of the guys who call it. Uh, you know, and I ran it about that a couple of weeks ago about Mike Goldberg, who just seems to be getting worse instead of getting better. But, you know, these guys that have been doing it for so long, you know, sometimes it's good for those guys to get a break and uh, yeah, definitely know, refresh a little bit so they don't sound so so tired after a while. And not yeah. not that they sound tired, but their stick is tired because the same right. sound, same flow every single show, and you throw in someone else in there, kind of just brings a little mix to the, to the way the show's produced and the way it comes across. Yeah, you know, I, I guess I guess what Joe Rogan was saying was, you know, because he does his podcast, you know, and he does stand-up, and he does so many other things that he doesn't want to take away, you know, we're starting to take away from that. And he likes to do the other things, but he's always traveling and he's always jet-lagged and, you know, this and that. So uh, he's either cut it out completely or he's just cut down on, uh, you know, doing all, you know, doing the international fight cards. Yeah, well, you know, they they haven't done an actual UFC 
in London, you know, like a UFC, a numbered UFC over there in a while. And yeah. I and I can't remember, did he go, did he go when they went to Rio? Uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't think he did. I don't think he did. I don't think he did. I think he's only going to do, you know, when you, when you got him local or you got him around, you know, I, I think he's only going to do those. But yeah. whatever, man. Yeah. The guy deserves uh, a break. He's been around a long time, and he does. He does a lot of other stuff, too. So, you know, it's like you said, man. A good change-up is good. Brian Stan, you know, he's knowledgeable. He knows what he's talking about. And he sounds good out there. So, uh, why not, yeah. right? Why not change it up a little bit? And, uh, you know, hope <laughs> Brian Stan's just got to get used to Mike Goldberg <laughs> spattering <laughs> on about nothing, and uh, he'll be fine. So it looks like George St. Pierre coming back is foregone conclusion, right? It's not, it, right. we know now, it's just a matter of crossing the I's and dotting the T's. Looks like UFC 206 yeah. in December is probably the targeted date because it's going to be in Canada. It did seems you see the though, interview? That, no, no, I didn't. So you can catch what a small clip of it on YouTube. He was on uh, UFC tonight, and, you know, they asked him, and they asked him, and he said, you know, this, you know, why are you coming back? And he said, you know, man, I just feel like I'm I'm just healthier and better than I was then. And, you know, I still have the drive to do it. And he named three people he'd love to fight, but, uh, um. You know, they even asked him what he thought about Dana White saying that he didn't have the drive anymore to be a champion. And he said, you know, he's, he wants to make a run if he's coming back. And he thinks that's just a negotiation tactic. He's ready to roll. He's just uh, – his whole thing is when he left, remember, they didn't have the Reebok deal in place. So he was making, you know, money off of his company and his outside uh, sponsors. Now he can't – he can't make that. Uh, he can't make that additional money, so he wants it replaced in his contract somehow, some way. Yeah, yeah, and I, and and I, and I brought that up before. I mean, I figured that was a lot of the problem because he he'll definitely be taking a pay cut. And yeah, so the way the UFC would be looking at that is, you know, you're coming back. Let's just say, you know, whatever he makes, five hundred thousand to show, you know, whatever. Right. And plus, plus the sponsor money. Well, he's losing all the sponsor money, and he's going to get his little forty thousand, like everybody else gets. That's nothing compared to what the guy would have made normally. So, yeah. what he's saying is, well, you guys need to compensate me for that to make it it's worth the money. I'm going to lose. Yeah, it's still a business, and I'm, you know, I want to fight, but I want to get paid. And what Dana White is doing is, he's probably sitting over there, and the UFC is saying, well, no, this is the way it is. And this is the way we pay people now. So you signed a contract that you're still obligated to. That's how much you're going to get paid. So imagine they're docking back and forth. And, I, and you know, when I see Dana White say things like, well, you know, no, questioning George's. Well, still the old contract, though. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So that's, that's why contract, they would look at under, it and say, yeah. you've got to fight under that contract. You can't change it. Right, but what I'm saying is the old contract has nothing to do with the rebound. 
right? The old contract still allows you, still allows him to wear sponsors, right? They have to come up with a new contract, so he so really he's in a position to negotiate. Well, he's always in a position to negotiate, but I don't think that when they brought Reebok into into effect that they just changed 200 or 500 guys' contracts. I think there's probably legalese and blanket statements in there that say they can change it however they want to see fit. Um, you know, yeah. because, I mean, you know, however they write those contracts, it, it, it's going to be favored to them as much as they can get it favored to them. Well, that's any company. You know what I mean? I mean, that's just... Right. That, that, I don't say that like uh, incriminating or anything. Yeah, no, 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 not at all. I know you don't. It's, but I'm just saying that's that's any company, any 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 company does that. But uh, he also he also did uh, go as far. You know, he also did go as far as to say that you know he, you know, he wants to come back. He wants to fight Tyrone Woodley, Nick Diaz, or uh, Damian Maya. He wants to fight. He, he wants to fight guys that he's not supposed to be. And, uh, you know, you kind of got to applaud him for that. I, I, I kind of like that. He's like, you know, to him, it's like if I lose, I lose. But at least I fought, you know, one of the better guys. I didn't – they didn't just put me in against some spare. Well, I, I, I think that's uh, – so here's what I think about that. I think that if George St. Pierre is as good as he was when he left, that – he is supposed to beat all three of those guys. The only person yeah. I think, the only person I think that would be dangerous to him is Damian Maya, because Damian Maya is just dangerous on the ground, on oh, another level than everybody else is. Um, so, in terms of matchup goes, I, I, I'd rather see him fight Maya than I would him see see him fight Diaz or even Woodley. And I think that would be a good comeback fight, a good test. I, th- I think you know, if you uh, I think he right into the title yeah, picture. I, yeah, I think he grounds and pounds Damian Maya out. I just I don't I don't see what happened to Carlos Gone and happened to George St. Pierre. And uh, I think I think he puts Maya on his back and just starts dropping the elbow. I mean, nobody had you know. George St. Pierre, man, had great ground and pound, was good at uh, preventing people from, you know, putting him together in the guard. And you, that just doesn't go away. So, but, you know, and then, you know, again, he also said, man, you know, really, I don't need to fight. He said, I don't need to fight. I don't need the, I don't need money to fight. I guess he's got, you know, he's like, man, I, I make plenty of money without fighting because he's got his company and, you know, other things going on. He probably still gets paid. He probably took, you know, long-run paydays on some of those pay-per-views, right, on the back end. Mm-hmm. So he's probably still getting checks from just all the times, uh, from all the years he was the champ. Yeah, I'm, I'm really interested to see who they match him up with. Obviously, it's not going to be Tyron Woodley. Um, and it might not even be Damian Maya. Damian Maya said that um, he's, uh, you know, he's going to wait. He's holding out for a title, title shot. shot. So, yeah, it might be, uh, might be Nick Diaz. I think it ends up being Nick Diaz because you can't, you can't screw over Stephen Thompson. I mean, you got to let the guy fight, right? 
Damian Maya Damian Maya's earned it. You got to give it to Damian Maya. You got to you like you got to let him get a title shot. I, I just don't think Tyrone Woodley, man, he wants the fight. Obviously, he said it, but he wants the fight because he knows if him and GSP fight in Toronto, right in December, then that's just going to be a that's going to be a sold out crowd, and it's just going to you know he's thinking about money. That's what he is. Yeah, that's the only that's reason he point. really wants to fight GSP. He said, "Yeah, I don't blame him either." But um, you know, I, if GSP is half as good as he was before he left, in shape, feeling good, he can beat Tyron Woodley. As long as he doesn't get knocked out, he can beat Tyron Woodley. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Not many people listening so out there are going to agree with that, but I think it's true. I yeah, think he's, I, I he's do just too. that freak. He's just that freak of an athlete, man. I just think he could forget, beat him. People forget how good I think you know he's been gone for a while. People forget how how good he is at controlling a fight, controlling the pace, controlling where the fight goes with his takedown and yeah. his jab. Um, you know, I mean, he, he was, you know, up until that last couple of fights where he had some personal problems and whatnot, and he just ran into some, a great run of strikers, too. Um, he fought a lot of darn near perfect fights. Yeah. In terms of just controlling the fight and being in control the entire time. He Not did. Not losing rounds. But he persevered. I think Diaz would be an interesting fight just because they fought once before. They've had history. And, you know, neither one of them have fought in a while. Why not? Yeah. There's box office there, too, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Both of, absolutely. The, both of their comeback fights, you know. That, that would oh, yeah. Us. There's a lot of good stuff there. Um, real quick, before we get into the card tomorrow... The CM Punk hype seems to be growing and growing as we grow closer and closer. I think that they're setting CM Punk up to uh, fail. Um, do you think? Do you think? <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think it's 50-50 on this fight with Mickey Gall. I think Mickey Gall um, could, could can beat him and probably will. Have you I seen think any Mickey of Gall the, can uh, beat him too. the shows? But yeah, I've I've watched some of the shows. You know, I got Fight Pass and all the good stuff. So I mean, I've I've watched some of the shows. I'm watching Punk train. He still looks like he feels kind of awkward in there. And Mickey Gall just looks like he's gonna go in there and he's a young kid with guns blazing. He's gonna kill somebody. So I mean, uh, CM Punk looks a little bigger, I think, size wise, but um. He, he might lose that fight. Yeah, a lot of people would be surprised at how big Punk actually is. Because, you know, if you look yeah. at him in wrestling, he's small. You know, he's small compared to all the other guys. Because you got a bunch of monsters. But uh, right. Punk's not a, uh, you know, he's not a he's a, a freak guy. athlete. He's, I think he's about the guy, the, the, Yeah, he's The guy's a freak one, athlete. Six. So, so, but will that work for him at the age of 36? You know what I mean? After you know yeah. he's done everything he's done with his body, right? That's that's what you're gonna wait and see. 
and you know how much can he learn in the time that you know he's been learning Mickey Gall's probably been training a long time so let's let's see how that experience plays into plays in as a factor so tomorrow night uh come UFC fight pass card uh Germany Alexander Gustafsson is in the co-main event looking to uh, try to work his way back into title contention. Uh, they got it matched up with Jan Blockowitz. Um, you know, this is a this is a fight for Gustafsson to win, I think, in my yes. opinion. Uh, yes. And then he probably will. I mean, there's not really much to yes. say about that. Yeah. There's not much to say about that. Gustafsson should win pretty decisively if he doesn't knock the guy out. So, uh, not to take anything away from the other guy, but, you know, Gustafson's at that level. And uh, I'm hoping that I still get to see him as champ one day. It's possible. He's a dangerous guy. Uh, he's yeah. A dangerous guy. Uh, the main event's an interesting matchup. Grappler versus a striker. Josh Barnett, Andre Arlovsky. Um, uh, this, is, this is another fight to me that if Josh Barnett can – uh, get a hold of Arlovsky. It should be an easy win for him. Uh, what do you think about how that fight turns out? Um, I really love Andre Arlovsky. I'm a huge fan, but I'm a super huge Josh Barnett fan too. And but I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take the babyface assassin on this one. I'm going to take Josh Barnett. I think I think he gets the job done tomorrow night. Um, I think he just uh, ties him up, puts him against the wall. Beats on him a little bit and just puts him away. Yeah, I mean, I really can't. It's hard for me to envision that fight going any other way than that. Uh, you know, when I, when I look at those two guys, Arlovsky, his grap, grappling just isn't there. And Josh Barnett's a tremendous <laughs> grappler, wrestler. Anyway, that's going to do it for this edition of the Majority Decision. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be right back here on Bar Talk Radio on Sunday. So be sure to tune in for that. And uh, while you're at it, have a great weekend. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.